Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I basically told him, look, I love having sex with you. We have fun together. I feel close to you. And I would like to find ways that we can get closer so that I can discover things about my sexuality. Holy shit, you haven't had sex in three and a half years. What are you doing? Like, what the fuck were you doing? He was playing with my butt cheeks in a way. It was almost like he was like kneading bread. And he like bit them and I ended up with bruises and he was like smacking them. And it hurt and it was like making me super wet. And I was like, oh, so Why now- Why is it always the spankings? Oh my God, it will Ooh. make you super wet. It will make you fucking drip. It was gorgeous, like gorgeous body. And he seemed super kinky and I just felt really comfortable around him. And so when he came really fast, he got visibly uncomfortable. Like he sat down and I could tell he didn't want to talk about it. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Oh my gosh, you guys. I have got the biggest surprise for you. All right. First, I got to give you a little background. I'm just so excited. And I'm a little nervous, guys, because I am starting something completely new and different. Now, I don't know how many of you have listened to me from the beginning, but in the very, very beginning, people would send me emails and they would say, you can't stop the podcast because initially it was only supposed to go for a year. And as it got towards the end of that year, I was like, okay, you know, I can do one more year, one more year, one more year. But always in the back of my mind, and I've talked about this on this show, is that the reason that I can't do this over the long haul is because I felt it wasn't sustainable. I felt it was all predicated on me getting out there, doing my thing and sharing. And that really wasn't the intention of the show initially. The intention of the show was to kind of create something for myself and document it. Well, along the way, it's kind of caught on with a few people and they've sort of done the same thing as far as having their own sex exploration, their own sexual road trip. But you know me and my business brain, guys. So in the back of my mind, they've sort of been brewing this idea because really the purpose of this show is not just to be about me. It's about this message and the curious girl way of lifestyle expanding out there and reaching a whole bunch of curious girls. So finally, after like years and years and years, well, seven years, guys, I am bringing on an additional curious girl. Now she lives in Los Angeles. She's been out having her own adventures, kind of curious girl style, but definitely uniquely her own. And she is going to be starting a podcast under the Curious Girl Diaries podcast, but it will be the Curious Girl Diaries LA. So without further ado, Lily, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Hi, Lila. <laughs> I just got goosebumps. <laughs> oh, I just, I know. I'm like, oh. This has been seven years in the making. I mean, I am so excited to have you. I am so excited that you want to do this. Let me introduce you to everybody. 
please give us a little bit about your background and, you know, kind of who the heck you are as much (laughs) as you want to share, right? Because you're going to kind of do it Layla style and be anonymous as well. Still figuring out how to do that effectively. But of course, with your guidance, I will, I will get there. Well, I'm a Bay Area girl. I just moved to LA for the better weather, basically, so I can wear less clothing, I guess. (laughs) And you are, and I must, I'm sorry that this isn't going to be released under video format because I must say that your boobs are looking amazing, gorgeous, (laughs) on point. I haven't been able to stop staring because now I'm a a boob woman. I did it just for you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I aim to please. (laughs) And as far as like dating and sex goes, well, I've been single for about two years. And before that, I was in monogamy for 12. And that basically started at, in my early 30s. And I realized after being spending a lot of time alone over the last two years and just being able to daydream and do research, part of that was picking up your podcast about a year ago and really just letting my mind wander. I am a creative person to the core. I do it every day for work, for enjoyment. It's just how I am. So my mind got to just wander and I realized that I have this extensive imagination when it comes to romance and sex. And I was not practicing that in my monogamy, in in my relationships. And so that's sort of how I wound up here. It basically was like the first year of me being single, thinking about it, researching it, not putting it into practice because I felt shy <laughs> and I needed more information. And I've definitely been through therapy and continue to go through therapy. So all of that kind of led me up to the fall of, you know, my second year, starting of my second year of being single and just trying to put those things into practice. And that's actually, I started dating somebody last year casually, just one person. And we had an understanding, you know, that we weren't exclusive. But the ending of that is when I messaged you for the first time. I remember. And I was, it was at the end of last year and I was struggling with, well, I basically told him, look, I love having sex with you. We have fun together. I feel close to you. And I would like to find ways that we can get closer so that I can discover things about my sexuality that are coming up. And he did not get it. And he was not mean about it at all. He just totally withdrew. He basically was like, he stopped talking to me for a week. And then I got a text saying, he he just didn't understand. He said, I don't understand how we can get closer and then not end up in a monogamous relationship. And I just want to be friends. And I'm like, that was my moment when I was like, first of all, I need some help. So I I reached out to you. (laughs) Do you have any insight on this? You know, I kind of just needed some like, I don't know. I just needed some mentorship. And I also realized at that moment that I needed to, that what I was asking for is nuanced. Can't just like go out into the world and fumble around meeting people, hoping that they can show up the way I need them to, which is why I started on field. I've never used a dating app. I tried Raya last year for just a couple of months and I got kind of bored. Um, It felt like a video game and I just didn't connect with it. So I tried that for two months last year and then you know, you got really excited about field, described it. And I was like, all right, girl, you're going to get what you want. Go get it. So I basically, I met one person in the Bay Area right before I moved. But I was like, okay, I just need to put myself in Los Angeles core 
and started talking to people kind of before I got here. And I met somebody right off the bat, like within a week of me moving and we're still seeing each other. Okay. We'll get to that. Hold on. All right. Now, so how did you find my podcast? And I want to know when you did, like what inspired you the most? I want to possibly give one of my really good girlfriends the credit for this because she, like me, went through a breakup kind of at the same time. We're similar age and she is a full-time artist. So we're, we just have a lot of parallels in that way. And she was living alone during COVID. And, and anyway, I'm pretty sure it was her who sent it to me. So we'll give Miss H credit for that. Hey, Miss H, if you guys love the podcast, share it with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, what inspired you the most about it when you started listening? Like what spoke to you? Well, you're relatable to me. You're very frank and curious. So good job at naming your, yeah. And I remember getting really upset with my my last ex and like yelling at him, being like, why aren't you more curious about yourself? <laughs> because I am like so curious. Anyway, let's see. So yeah, your frankness, your curiosity, and I just love talking and listening to anything sex related, which I didn't, I didn't realize, like, I guess I'm the one in my friend group that is more open about it than everybody else. I do notice that about myself when we're having conversations. I'll take the lead on talking about sex or sexual situations and encounters and stuff. So how did you get to the point though, where you decided that you wanted to explore your sexuality more? I mean, I knew you kind of talked about it with this guy, but what really, I mean, I want to know, like, what really drove it? Was there, like, a big event moment? What sparked it? I talk about on the show my, like, moment coming out of the shower, you know, like, it kind of hit me like a bolt of lightning, you know? It, like, I'm like, holy shit, you haven't had sex in three and a half years. What are you doing? Like, what the fuck were you doing? Well, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you feeling, like, when you just really knew, like, okay, I got to make some changes. Like, something's not right and I need to shift. I think that, the, I mean, if we're talking about, a short moment in time. I, there was definitely never an aha moment. It was like a slow culmination of me paying attention. Like I said, like the daydreaming and then the listening to everything I could about sex and dating in a non-monogamous way. <laughs> that was so yeah different than what I have experienced my whole life. But so, yeah, I think I sort of described it with the, the last guy that I was dating. Like, just watching, observing myself go through that whole situation with him, not getting what I needed, and then getting what I needed. So it wasn't really an aha. There was a lot of work and a lot of like little tiny focused steps that came to that moment when I decided no more. I am not going to go for anything less than what I want. And I'm, we were just talking about this earlier, but really saying what I want <laughs> to myself first. And then being able to put it out into the world to not only my friends who are comfortable, but now new partners. And I'm good at it. I didn't know that I could ask for these things. And I'm all the things, whether it's how we communicate or sexual positions or desires. I have a bucket list, by the way. Thank you, Layla. <laughs> yes, we're going to, oh, that's, that's, that's coming. That's coming. We're going to dig into that. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. Now, how kinky do you consider yourself? How do you view your own sexuality? As far as my actual, let's say, physical experiences that I've had, on a you know, scale of one to ten, I think I've gone to like four. But as far as how kinky I am in the world, which is very big, I would say I'm probably more of like a seven. So that's what and thank you for asking me like to put it on a scale because my goal is to take the steps to like discover what's next, what I'm comfortable with, what I want more of. Like, I don't know if you want an example, but like one of my new kinks. Yeah. One of my new kinks since this is the second guy that I met here in LA, we had this really heavy makeout session the second time we met and he was playing with my butt cheeks in a way. It was almost like he was like kneading bread and he like bit them and I ended up with bruises and he was like smacking them and it hurt and it was like making me super wet. And I was like, oh, so Why now. Why is it always the spankings? Oh my God. It will make you super wet. It will make you fucking drip. Oh, spank me and then bite it right at the right time. Like, oh, doesn't I even know. Where, but definitely oh. like right at the top. I was like, okay, this is a thing. And I asked him to do it every time. since We got together maybe four times. But everybody that I've hooked up with since that is I'm like, get back there. I want to see marks. I want to, the person, they last for like 10 days. So I get like, you know, I can like look and I've had to explain to other lovers like, hey, just so you know, you're going to be looking at that and you didn't give those to me. How do you feel about that? So I've had those conversations. So. Yes, I love it. Me too. I've been through all that. I just, but the marks and the bruising is like, that to me is really just hot and erotic and just juicy stuff because you, you do, you wear that like a badge of honor and you look back there and then you're constantly reminded for however long it takes for that shit to wear off, you know, or heal itself. And it's sexy. Like I just, I love it. I love it too. I don't want hitches on my neck or anything. That feels juvenile. <laughs> as long as my clothing can cover it, usually it's on my ass, sometimes on my breasts, you know, like bite marks or whatever. Oh, yes. it's just like so good. That stuff is mm, so much fun. So, okay, now we're getting to the fun experiences and I know you had some. And I've also, I know like about some of the guys that you've seen so far, I know about the premature ejaculator, (laughs) the guy with no balls and the Italian stallion. So is anybody still left in the mix? Like, can you kind of give a brief, just, you're going to be talking about that more on your podcast, but give me just like a brief rundown of each one of those guys. You just named the first three people that I met on field. So. Yeah, number one, he was the premature ejaculator slash flat earther. Where was that guy from? Because I feel, I'm I'm afraid I might know him. <laughs> so that was, remember I said that there was one person that I met in the Bay Area before I left? That was him. Where did he live? San Francisco. He was in San Francisco proper? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Then it's a different flat earther. (laughs) Okay. All right. And the thing is, is like, it was so cool. Like we actually had, we figured out that we had some mutual friends before we met. So I felt comfortable with him and he was exactly how he looked in his photos. He was gorgeous, like gorgeous body. And he seemed super kinky and I just felt really comfortable around him. And so when he, you know, came really fast, he got visibly uncomfortable. Like he sat down and I, I could tell he didn't want to talk about it. And um, I said, Hey, there's no pressure. There's so much pressure on guys to perform. Like there's other things we could do. He literally ignored me. Even when I said I was cold, he didn't give me a freaking blanket. <laughs> I ended up putting my shirt on, but he went into this rant about flat earth. So, so anyway, I was like, as a defense mechanism. I mean, girl, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, come on. Yeah, of course. I mean, was it like, okay, what happened? What, what ha- I feel ridiculous about what just happened. So now I'm going to divert you with some other ridiculousness. I mean, I don't this know. Like, was that totally unattractive <laughs> to me? Like, so I sat there and I was like, okay, this is how he's processing. I'm a nice lady. So I said, okay, I'm going to let him go. And he went for like 10, 15 minutes and then I kind of had enough. So I was like, okay, I'm, I had to go to the bathroom, got up, used the restroom, came back. He was touching himself and was hard again. And I was like, and I was super horny. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try this one more time. And then it happened again. Yeah, yeah. He came super fast. And then I was like, okay, nice to meet you. Have a nice night. And um, I could tell when he said goodbye to me, he's, you know, he said, it was nice to meet you. And the way he said it was like, I know that we're not going to talk again. <laughs> so that was that. I never spoke to him again. And then the, this, you know, no balls. balls. So those other two men, the next, the no balls and then the Italian, I never met them. So no balls doesn't, there's not a lot with him. We just did a lot of texting and then, you know, we had some phone calls and he got really, really comfortable with me. He was like, just, I want to let you know that I had um, cancer and he had both testicles removed. And I said, okay. You know, he's like, I just want to let you know that before we meet. I said, okay. Thanks for letting me know. And I, I appreciate that because that would be a, a surprise. Um, I had it happened in person. And um, I said, and he did kind of want to know how I felt about it. And I said that, you know, it doesn't bother me. And I changed the subject. But when I got off the phone, I realized like, okay, I put myself in this situation and I, I think it might bother me, but I'm not quite sure. I think I would have to have a really like good connection with him to not care, but that it, anyway, he was, um, well, it's it's nice that he told you and, you know, you know, because I don't really think a lot of people would have that big of an issue with it. It, yeah, you know, in my opinion, I don't know. Maybe they would, but I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that. You know, I mean, his dick works, right? So I mean, I just really care about if it gets blood flow. Like, if the blood flow is getting the blood flow and it's gonna get hard, then we're good. And I feel like he would have been. I would have loved to have known what would have happened with him because I feel like he would have been a considerate. You know, he would have been a considerate lover. I have a feeling. Absolutely, and he was married in an E and M relationship. So that's what he called it. So he was a great communicator and it was interesting to meet him right after premature guy because he did communicate with me. He did talk to me about what was coming next and where premature ejaculator didn't. He went off on a tangent about fucking, you know. So so that was like that's been what's fun about is like 
observing all this and like treating it sort of like research is not sort of, it is research is I'm figuring out, Oh, that's what I want. I want a good communicator like that. Okay. Next guy has to be, you know, these are my standards. I'm figuring out what my standards are. And then the Italian, Oh God, the Italian, there's so much tension there for me because I saw, we had started talking when I still about probably about three weeks before I moved to LA and he was gorgeous. He's my kind of guy, like tattooed from the neck down, like six feet tall, big blue eyes. Like, Oh, he's just beautiful. And we talked a lot. We had nice long conversations, like hour long, you know, hour, two hour long conversations, lots of like sexting back and forth. It was all this tension. So I moved to LA. We kept trying to meet and then I had to leave for a week and, and then he had to leave for work. It was like, we just kept missing each other, kept missing each other, kept missing each other. And then the like communication got, you know, kind of farther apart. And then he deactivated his account on field. Okay. And I, I haven't heard from him. So I don't, I don't know what happened, but that he's, I imagine after being in LA for a while, it's sure it's a big town, but we, I would love to like, see him in a crowd somewhere. <laughs> I don't need to view him necessarily, but I just have like, and I have him in my mind. Like he's just a nice fantasy. Maybe he'll resurface. You never know. You never know. I mean, you know, you just never know. Um, <laughs> so anyone else we need to know about? The person that I met first here, I call him ice cream man. Um, oh, the ice cream man. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he makes ice cream. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought like I thought we were going like because ice cream when I see him. I don't know. Ice cream. Ice cream That's where my dirty mind is. Oh my god. Okay. Right, well, thank you for that. Now I'm gonna. I do scream when I see him. He's been great. And talk about setting standards. Like I met him about a week after I I moved here. And he is, continues to be, you know, we see each other maybe like once a week, you know, we don't have like super routine. It's pretty natural, but he identifies it as a, what do you call it? A service dom. So he, so he wants to know what I want, but he also like beforehand and then come and then be in control. He is queer which is a first for me. I've never dated somebody who identifies as queer. And the way he communicates is like me. He's just very direct. And not that there's not a lot of emotion in it, but he knows when to be soft and vulnerable and emotional. We're not super gooey at all, but he also knows when we're like talking business. Like when we talk about if we, like he can switch gears with me. If we're I was actually with him last night and we were talking about a date that he had had a couple days ago and I wanted to hear everything. And when I was like, tell me all the details and it was super sexy and hot. And then I was like, okay, so like, what's the testing situation with, with her? What are you requiring? Like he can switch with me depending on what I need to know, you know, safety first. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. He's so have you guys been sexual? Yeah. Oh Yeah. Oh, yes. okay, good. So, Super. so we'll get some. We're gonna get some good episodes about that. Oh, you're gonna get a lot of good episodes, and he's ex- so excited that I'm doing a podcast. He's excited that I'm talking okay. about yeah. him. He wants to be seen. He wants to be heard. He wants to be on the podcast. He is. He's just great. Like I said, he's just set this, and he knows this. I've told him he set this kind of like bar for me in a lot of different 
ways. And um, oh shit, watch out! These dominants. I mean, they like. <laughs> you know, if you're with it long enough, it will leave a lasting mark on your soul, and it's a good thing. I mean, it just that kind of a connection when you can build that kind of connectivity to another human being. It's like it won't does. It's not like a regular relationship when it ends. It just I'm so it's different. Curious, my girl, <laughs> my dear. <laughs> Thank you again for letting that word be, you know, part of this podcast. But I'm. I've thought about that. And I just started thinking about that because I think, here's what I told myself when I moved to LA. I said, no monogamy for another year. Not that I'm ever going to go back to it. I, I have a feeling I'm kind of working that. Again, my imagination is too big. I just don't think I can do it. But what I did say to myself, and this is part of me leaving, you know, part of me kind of behind or closing that chapter is I said, no monogamy for another year. And you're allowed to have all the feelings. You can fall in love, do the thing. But I don't want to feel possessed by anybody. I am a narcissist magnet and I am on a high alert for that. <laughs> okay. We all have sort of like narcissistic qualities. Sure. Yeah, a sure. So, but I, what I did feel, in fact, I felt it last night as I was leaving ice cream man's house. He said to me, he said, you're a really great partner. And I, it sort of made me tense up a little bit because he used the word partner. Oh. And, and, but I think in conjunction with the fact that I do feel really connected to him. So I made a really stupid joke and I was like, yeah, partner. And I put my fist up to fist bump him and he looked at me and fist bumped me, but was like, what are you doing? I was like... I don't know. And then I was like, okay, bye. So can I give you my opinion on what you're doing and why you reacted like that? Because the bond between a dominant sub is unlike anything you're ever going to really ever experience. When he said partner, you know that this is a person that says what they mean and means what they say. And therefore you, they're bringing that transparency. And that means you can't hide. That means you have to bring all of you are not going to be able to like, it's casual. That does, like It won't be casual. You have to get over that and blow past that because in order for the DS dynamic to really do what it's intended to do, you know, you have to put your walls down and that is what is going to come up for you a lot because it's scary as fuck. Thank you for saying that. I literally have, it makes me just have like, it kind of like lifts the weight off my shoulders and then also gives me butterflies in my stomach because you just, yeah, you nailed it. Well, guess what? I am challenging myself because I've always had a fantasy, even all throughout, let's say for the, definitely for the last two relationships I was in, I've always had a fantasy about seeing my partner have sex with somebody else. And I've never said it to either of them. It was two people. I never told them. I was like, no, either I didn't trust them or I was, was like, no, that's too freaky. As of yesterday, I have brought one of my very good girlfriends into the mix, and she is flying down here so that they can have sex in front of me. Oh my god! Woo! And I'm gonna need your help. I that is gonna be a steamy episode. Whoa! I am challenging myself. I do feel I, I'm, you know, on that on my walk this morning, I was definitely thinking about what my boundaries are, what, what I need. Cause she is a friend and I, and my friendship is very precious and we've never hooked up and I don't, I don't really date women. I'm attracted to women, but 
I'm not, I'm not willing to like discover that with her in my mind. I don't know what's going to happen when, when she's here in front of me. What I am imagining is that I think I might just want it to be about them and like they both want to be videoed so I can just kind of maybe play with my dom side a little bit, like direct, just let it be between them. And then, so I'll have the physical in time, you know, experience and I'll also have footage. Yes. So, oh, this is exciting. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So but is this a bucket list it, item? Well, it is now. It, my no, original bucket list is changing and growing. So yeah, I started a bucket list before I moved here, you know, again, like, with your encouragement and, you know, just listening to you talk, I did make a What's list on it. Yeah. Let me grab it. Um, and I have, I've only, I think there's maybe eight things on here right now. It's been growing a little bit since I got here, but I've knocked out, I think I've only knocked out two so far. Let's see. So the one that I did knock out was super hot. I don't know if I should give all the details here. No, we're not going to give you, we're going to be, we can tease a little bit over here because this is, this is what's coming, but we can't reveal it all. Sorry, guys. You're going to have to start listening to your podcast when it launches. Okay. Okay. Number one, eat, like eat food while getting eaten out. So Uh um, I I love, I have a food obsession. So that I want to do double penetration. I I imagine right now, I just want to do it with one person and a toy. But I want to do it while I'm restrained. Oh, and then my, sorry, this came up when I met Ice Cream Man because I had a fantasy about it while I was masturbating. I want to have one person restrained while I'm on top. And then, so I would want him to be on the bottom restrained and then I'm on top of him and then have somebody get my ass from behind. So, but that, yeah. that I feel with like, their dick like with, the, with a strap on or who's, what are they, what are they getting it with? Two men. I want you to be two men. Oh, you want? Okay. Oh, yes. Eventually. Okay, yes. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, it is on here. Watch him do her. I just have like Dom sub. I just want to, I know nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. So I would like to peg mm-hmm. a guy or a girl. It doesn't matter. I want to do more anal play. I've, I've had some anal sex, but no, nothing really to write home about. Speaking I of pegging, let me interrupt you really fast because I am interviewing someone that, that that's her thing. And it's Ruby. I think it's Ruby writer, Ruby pegging or shoot, I'm, I'm screwing it up, but she's, I'm interviewing her tomorrow and her episode will be the following Saturday after yours. So you have to check her out and listen to her. Great. I want all the information that, yeah, that sounds very exciting to me. Bondage and blindfolding. Just getting comfortable having multiple partners, which I am in the process of doing. Explore women. See where I'm at with that. Oh, and this is what I want to do. I want to be watched at like a club or, or a, you know, some sort of sex party and watch people, strangers. Yeah. And then very fun. Um, the last one on here is just film and send videos. So I just did that this week for the first time. So this is like, is the first time you've recorded yourself? Like and then when I'm playing with yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, sorry. It was me and a partner, and we sent it to a third person. So she oh, told okay. us what she wanted. She was like, "I want oh. you to X, Y, and Z," and then we recorded it and we sent it off. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah, we're creating this little dynamic because she's in another city, so she's been sending us a little like baby footage, and then we're so we're gonna. St- it sounds like we're gonna start like making requests of each other and watching each other have sex. <laughs> That's 
fun. Okay, so so you're just like taking sexting up to a whole nother level. Yeah. This is like the advanced <laughs> class here. I love right. it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So any anything like do you have any hard limits personally that you already know just or hell knows? Oh, I haven't discovered any yet. I don't if I someone don't have says experience. I mean, well, I don't think I want to have I don't like no bestiality for sure. Okay, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, do you have yeah, hard, those would be hard. Yeah. Okay, like the yeah. obvious things, like no pedophile yeah, play, pedophilia or whatever, no children, no no, yeah. no animals. But I mean, unless there's anything else obvious, but like there's really that I haven't discovered that there's anything off the table. Okay. Really. Yeah. So how do you feel about the fact that your current partners and your future partners will be able to listen to you and what you're doing and with whom? I mean, have you thought about that? Like, well, I just so- learned a word this last week called compersion. You might, do you know compersion? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. So I've spoken to it, spoken to, of course, Ice Cream Man about it. We are very comfortable with it um, at this stage. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I've been thinking about it. You know, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm good with it so far. I want to be able to share, but only with somebody who wants it. Like I'd be fine with the don't ask, don't tell situation. I'm fine with other people's boundaries around that stuff. It's not required, but I really have enjoyed, I went on a date with somebody for the, it was a first time meet. He's in a, in a non-hierarchical poly relationship and me and him went out and we started talking about the word conversion and I'm excited. I love learning new words. So we started talking about sex. We started talking about our recent other sex experiences. We're like in the middle of this, you know, bar, (laughs) off in the corner, like getting turned on. We ended up making out like a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it. I want to hear all about what other people are doing. So the reason I'm asking that is because I'm curious to know if as time goes on, I want to mark what you said now and see as time goes on, if that changes or how that evolves, because I found, yeah, I found there's been times where I felt that I wanted to censor myself over certain things or not, not really express it a certain way because, you know, of my concern for who was listening. And I had to kind of overcome that because this is for me. And then some people won't be down with that program. They won't like it. At first, they'll think it's cool. But then if feelings develop, then it's not like a compersion situation. It's not even an erotic jealous situation. It's just jealousy. But, you know, or just someone deciding, actually, not even, I shouldn't even say that. Sometimes people just realize, like, this isn't for me. You know, it doesn't feel right. And you could really be liking that person. It's like, damn, you know, okay, and you're going to so- have you're going to have to move forward and still stay true to yourself because, you know, you've committed, you're that's like, you want to do this and, you know, and someone's not going to be able to talk you out of it. And so you, it's an interesting, you'll, you'll see if that happens, you know, I'm already, curious how. I think it already happened once. I'm just figuring it out because I feel like he withdrew. I had to explain the, the bruises on my butt to him before he saw them. So I made out with him for a little while. I got him sort of turned on. And then I was like, hey, look, just so you know, you know, I have I have some bruises from a heavy makeout session. Um, and, you know, I just want to let you know before you go back there and, so, you know, how you feel about that. He was like, oh, and it was a half ass thing. And I, but since then he's withdrawn. I feel like he's withdrawn. But he did say, he was like, oh, no, he's like, that's great. He was like, I'm 
it actually kind of turns me on. That was the conversation. And then we moved into doing what, you know, we had sex and whatever, but I haven't seen him. Oh no, I've seen him once since then, but we didn't have sex that time. Anyway, I know I can feel that he's withdrawn a little bit because I think maybe he's, I don't know. He says he wants friends with benefits, but (laughs) maybe I have too many benefits. (laughs) I don't know. That, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm holding myself back because I this will be this is this is fascinating for my data points and my data collection is to see, you know, now you're out there doing it your way. I'm so curious to see where things are intersecting, like where it's a standard kind of like, yep, because my you know, what I've come to believe is that, you know, guys are more sensitive than they want to let on and they don't And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I wish they would just be more open about it. Like when they're saying, oh yeah, that's hot. That's fine. It is until it isn't. And then they have, you know, like, then they're like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, they're used to it being a certain way. And then there was someone who they actually know is living the friends with benefit lifestyle. And then it hits home because it sounds good in theory. And then when the girl is doing it just like the guy, sometimes guys have issues with that. So, well, you know, the different little, I think, insecurities pop up for them that are different than what we deal with. And they're not, I don't think they're usually in that situation. So I think it's kind of new for the new territory for them and definitely doing what I'm doing and what you're about to do. It's, it is going to be, it's going to be new territory for most of your partners. So I'll be curious to see how like all of that unfolds. I'm so excited for the Curious Girl Diaries LA podcast to start. And, you know, I want to just make, let me make sure everybody knows it's coming early May. You know, they can check my website, uh, you know, for as I'm adding things and adding your stuff and it'll start to trickle in. And, but I think, you know, we're probably going to launch it May, May 3rd. Is there anything you just want people to know about what they can expect when they listen to your podcast. (laughs) Two important things. One, you're going to get all the details. So don't be shy if you're going to (laughs) listen. Don't listen on speaker. (laughs) And then the other thing is that I'm really, I don't, I identify as a, a straight woman pretty much, but I'm figuring out that that's probably not what I am. And so I would really like to give the LGBTQ community, like a voice somehow through my podcast as I'm, because I can look at field and see how you identify. I really am looking at a lot of different ways that people identify kind of in, in that realm. And then the other thing too, is I just really want to do what you've kind of done for me, which is just given me great guidelines and encourage, you know, me to have a voice to talk about, uh, like I said, all those little details that. <laughs> that aren't a secret. They're not a secret. Sex is not a secret. So, yeah, I know. I cannot wait to listen because I'm <laughs> telling you, it's gonna, I think, I think it's going to be, I think Curious Girl Diaries LA is going to be probably my new favorite podcast because <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be just interesting to hear you going through it. I mean, that, what I love most, I think about being able to do this is just documenting the change in myself. And I had this like question that was almost a nervous question. It was like, if I'm doing all this, like, who am I becoming? Like, what does this make me? You know, cause this is, I was really stepping out of where I had always been that lane, you know? And so what the fuck's going to happen when I do? And 
you know, am I going to be a slut? You know, I mean, all these words, you know, all of these things. Am I, you know, might we look down upon like, what, what's going to come of all this? Am I really, really rocking my world that I feel like is pretty good up to this point, except for my loss of sex, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but it was kind of like, it was pretty a kind of radical idea to just go do that, you know? So I was worried about anything negative, I guess, coming my way. And do you have any, as you start into this, are there any fears or just any little things roaming around in there? Listening to you talk about your experience, I no, I Well, as far as like who I'm becoming, I feel like I'm catching up with myself because everything that's in here has been brewing. I had a lot of sexual experiences in my 20s that were indicative of where I'm at now. So I feel like I'm just coming into myself and it's like, finally, (laughs) you're arriving. I think the only thing that I get a little hung up about is I've, I'm so used to having one partner. I, I do get concerned about my health, my physical, sexual health, having multiple partners. That's the only thing that I ever get worried about. Other than that, I'm just excited. I am a little concerned about getting my feelings hurt, but like you were talking about being sensitive. I mean, I am very sensitive, but I'm not fragile. So, you know, I just have to keep things in perspective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll get, like I said, this is a, it's a documentary on your sex life and it's starting. It is like, no, thank you so much. for. You're doing your own documentary. It's so surreal. Yes. All right, everyone. Well, Lily and I are going to head over to the uh, private podcast confessions for the Curious Girl Diaries community that's going to be starting soon. I am working on so much great stuff, guys. So she's going to, we're going to head over there. I'm going to start this new trend of taking my guests and recording a little extra outtakes and putting that in the uh, private curious community. And that's going to be coming out sometime in April, guys. I don't know, which is this month. It's probably going to be like third week, second week. Look for that. I'm converting the private podcast community into that, giving you guys more access. There'll be ad-free versions of this podcast of all bonus audio from my guests where we go extra deep, the spicy outtakes of me with some of my guys. I'll let you read between the lines on that. Pictures of me and, of course, all my private podcast episodes and live chats, guys. I'm going to start doing live chats in the private curious community. So something you want to check out, you definitely want to join and make sure you're on my mailing list so that I can notify you as soon as that's active and live. All right, everyone. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.